It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Living the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. Okay, kids. This week on Live in the Bream, one of my favorite people, and I'm sad because right now we're not in the office, and I used to get to see him all the time because we were next door to each other, but I'm seeing him virtually, and you're hearing him virtually on the podcast today, the one and only Raymond Arroyo, who is a New York Times bestseller. He's a Fox News contributor. He has produced Christmas specials and other specials. We're going to talk about those, and he's the managing editor at EWTN News, and he's got a brand new book. Raymond, we have so much to discuss. Welcome I to know. The Dream. Hi. Thank you, Shannon. I'm so excited to be with you. It's, it, I'm feeling Christmassy. Me too. Me too. Um, how are you doing on decorations? Well, we are getting there. Rebecca has already, my Rebecca, the minute Thanksgiving hits, she starts running like a mad elf all over the place. So the Christmas tree is already up. We've got all the major things in place. Uh, my, you can see, they can't, but you can. My <laughs> office tree is up, but it's not decorated yet. It's going to be luxurious, I can tell. Beautiful. Spectacular. It's a good start. Um, we last year had a new puppy, so we didn't put up a tree. And my husband's all about the live tree. Oh. So we didn't put one out for Biscuit Bream last year. And what oh. we did was I, I've got a, a piano that we closed the top down and we decorated the top of it. So all different sizes of trees and stuff on the piano. Wow. We've got stuff on the mantle. We're doing sort of non-traditional because I'm okay. not sure I want to chase my one-year-old lab from eating mm-hmm. the ornaments. No. No. Right. And Mr. Bream will not do a fake tree. So uh, he won't an impasse. We're just going to have to go oh. with the, t- the piano top okay. and the mantle and the front porch or whatever. You know what? We did get one of these um, flyers in the mail that uh, for the company that will come and light everything up indoor or outdoor, whatever oh. we do. And I was like, well, that would be really fun. So let's ask about that. So to do like some stuff in the front yard, it was like three grand. Oh something. no, it's ridiculous. Like, no, no, that's not. No. Well, you, you live in Northern Virginia. It's a complete ripoff. It's Come to New Orleans. Happens. They'll do it for three fifty. dollars <laughs> $3.50. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. And a couple of beignets. And a um, beignet. Exactly. Okay. So listen, one of the things that got me in the Christmas spirit early this year was your beautiful book, The Spider Who Saved Christmas, A Legend. I had never heard this story before. And and the thing is, the story is amazing, but the um, the pictures are beautiful. Tell folks about this book um, and kind of wh- where you heard this legend, how you came up with this idea. Shannon, I was working on my Will Wilder series, which I write for Random House, and I came across a, one of these huge Bible uh compendiums, commentaries, which I know you've been digging into for your upcoming book, which yes, we have to I talk have. about. Uh, and in a little footnote, there was a two, literally it was two lines, and all it said was, there is an ancient legend about Mary, Joseph, and Jesus as they fled to Egypt, meeting a spider who saved their lives. That's all it said. Now, I had never heard this story, but when I traveled in Eastern Europe, when I went to Poland, they would actually put in their trees spider ornaments, these beautiful oh jeweled spider ornaments, and tinsel, we all decorate our trees with tinsel every this time of year. This legend explains where tinsel comes from. It's the origin story for Christmas tinsel. So I thought once I did some exploration and found this story, it was still a really bare, bare tale. But I thought this story should go on. 
young mm-hmm. people and families need to hear this story. So I started writing it. And as I got into it, I said, this needs to be a picture book so that young and old can experience it together. Um, it actually has some serious, important lessons buried in it, moral lessons, that uh, I'm amazed that grandmothers and aunts and uncles and dads and moms have shared with their kids and vice versa. But it's about the the Holy Family goes into this cave. They're fleeing Herod's soldiers and they encounter this spider. And at first they're totally freaked out and scared of this thing, which you naturally- As I would be. Yeah, me too. So Joseph takes his staff, rams the the webbing uh, hanging overhead and tries to kill the spider. And Mary grabs his staff at one point and says, let it be, all are here for a reason. And you know, sometimes, Shannon, when you're working on a story, fiction, you get so immersed in the characters, they start talking back to you. (laughs) And this was a case where that's what happened. Uh, Mary said that, that's not in the scripture, that's not in the story. It just sort of fell out in my writing. And I said, you know, that's right for this story. Because that, and that ended up being the spine of the whole story and its theme. All are here for a reason, whether whether it's that tiny spider or the Christ child. And um, it's an important lesson for us, I think, this time of year, and Mm -hmm. particularly during this COVID reality we find ourselves in. So Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful tale. As you said, there's so much. You'll never look at tinsel the same way no. after you read this book. <laughs> um, but you're right. It's full of, it's a great story the kids can enjoy, but it's full of really deep um, spiritual truths and encouragement okay. and a beautiful thing. So again, it's called The Spider Who Saved Christmas, a legend. And it's been doing really well. I think it's a great Christmas gift idea. It has. And I hope that families will start reading this maybe as a tradition every Well, Christmas that's what they're telling me, Shannon. And I think part of the reason, you know, it hit the New York Times list and it sat there for three weeks and it's it's bobbing very close now, I'm told. Um, and a part of that is families, I think, are looking for something that's both traditional and has a contemporary feel, a sense of wonder and the miraculous, and something that something that connects us to a story we take for granted. Let's face it, we we, we think of Christmas and we, we see the animals bowing down and we see the three kings and oh, they're little figures under our trees but they're not living, breathing people. And this story is kind of an interesting, fun way into these characters that we take for granted. Mm -hmm. And so I came away this Christmas with a a new understanding of how, you know, you and I will never have, well, maybe you will, but not me, angels floating above your house or, you know, shepherds, shepherds <laughs> knocking at the we door. Be? Well, I'd be, I'd be a little scared, but uh, we're not going to have those things. But all of us understand being anxious, worried about those you love and wanting to protect them, which we're all doing this time mm-hmm. of year. And that's where this family is in this story. They're on the run and they're hiding in a cave trying to protect their loved ones from sudden death. And they find in this cave grace and hope in the darkness, in unexpected places. And frankly, it points to the reality that sometimes God uses things that we don't expect to be the vehicles of grace. Mm -hmm. And it can be something as simple and as common and as small as a spider. And so that was that's kind of the lesson of the story to me anyway. I am not going to lie. 
I don't see spiders differently. I do see tinsel differently. Um, <laughs> but I'll think twice now about going after the spiders if they show there up inside go. my house because it's such a beautiful thing. I hope people will check it out. Thank Obviously, the, the holidays are different this year. Thanksgiving was very different for a lot of people. Christmas, yeah. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year, all of the things that we celebrate this time of year will mm -hmm. probably be very different for families, for traveling, for all kinds of things. Um, but I feel like there's such a feeling of wanting to wrap up this year, get to the celebrations, get to the things that bring yeah. us peace and comfort and hope. I think people need hope right now. Yeah. For you, I mean, what do you do traditionally? What are some family traditions? And will you be able to do them this year? Are you going to modify? What's your plan? We, we are going to do all of our family traditions. Um, in New Orleans, I have to say, Say. We've all stayed kind of in our little circle of friends and family. And, you know, I, I went to church every Sunday. I didn't miss one oh. Sunday since this thing began. Now, I go to a huge church. It seats 2,000 people. And there were five on some Sundays. So <laughs> I didn't still feel... the freedom to go. Well, we had the freedom to go. And, and I felt, you know, if there's five people in this enormous church, there's, you know, airflow, we're going to be fine. Right. And knock on wood, we have been fine. But we'll spend time together. My, my children are home. My, my son's home from college. We'll go and take a drive through City Park. They have the lights. Um, they call it Christmas in the Oaks. And it's usually a walkthrough. This year, it's a drive-through, which mm -hmm. it was when I was a kid. Aww. You drove through the park, and it was all lit up. They're doing that again. So in some ways, we get to rediscover things we we took for granted or we did in the past. But we'll meet, at my, we'll meet here at our house. My parents will bring food. We'll bring food. But... Um, the bigger things I miss. I miss the concerts. I miss yeah. the sing-alongs. I miss, you know, there's caroling in Jackson Square here in New Orleans that I love every Christmas. I even did a Christmas special for PBS called Christmas Time in New Orleans, which if you have Fox Nation, it's there. Um, and it's kind of our food, our music, mm. our traditions. And uh, it's people, you know, Wendell Pierce, who was on The Wire, and mm -hmm. um, he's now on Jack Reacher on Netflix, uh, Jim Caviezel, whom you know, uh, and some of the great chefs from New Orleans are all a part of that. I wanted people across the country to see how we, in our odd little way, celebrate the holidays and the things we do every year, the foods you eat. They have something called a Revion dinner, which you have at midnight, Mm -hmm. the, the, on, on Christmas Eve, and you spend all day building these dinners. So the idea would be you'd fast all day, go to church, and then mm -hmm. after midnight mass, you'd come and, and have this feast. Right, mm -hmm. and Revion means lights, the, light, the dinner of lights, mm -hmm. so the lights come on. Uh, and it's, look, it's the beginning of the year for, uh, you know, for those who, who uh, are believers. It, the light of the world comes among us. It's an exciting, wonderful, fun time. So I'm a little upset that some of those things are going to be um, modified, but we can still celebrate. Mm -hmm. we, we, we can find new ways to celebrate, even if you can't do it with as many people or in the places you're accustomed mm -hmm. to, maybe next year. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I like in some ways that this year has gotten simpler. Yeah, um, me too. You know, uh, there's been so much heartache and people are really struggling in a lot of different ways, whether it's economically, mentally, a lot of people seeking spiritually though, and finding comfort, spending more time there than they maybe had right. time for in the past. 
um, reconnecting with people they love in different ways, but making it a priority in whatever way they can. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some things, few, that I hope that we'll keep as lessons learned from this year, Um, focusing on what really matters and kind of letting the other stuff um, go by the wayside and really just prioritizing the things and the people that are the most important. So I feel like there have been lessons. And like you said, it's through the the most difficult or unexpected things sometimes that you find the greatest lessons and the greatest growth. Unfortunately, I know that's true for me. I'm like, why can't I just be on the mountaintop all the time and be (laughs) still growing spiritually and maturing and be fantastic. But Mm. the valleys are where um, for me, I've had the most growth. And I think for a lot of people this year, there's been a lot of time in the valleys. And so Mm -hmm. we're coming, we hope to a new twist with COVID and with these vaccines Um, the FDA this month of December planning to, we think, approve a couple for emergency use and get those out the door. So maybe we're turning a corner there. We're hopeful of that. Yeah, Um, I hope so. After people have suffered so much. Um, We're post-election, though there are still a lot of legal battles and we're covering of those, but it does feel a little bit quieter. Like we're moving maybe towards the end of a year that's been so chaotic and I hate to say that because I don't want 2021 to be like, ha ha, look, I've got a volcano for you in the middle of Kansas. Like, <laughs> Earthquakes, you know, locusts. Yeah, like, yeah. Listen, 2021, I'm not challenging you, but I'm just hoping you'll be a little bit more peaceful. Um, but there are people who have been very hurt by the political conversations, you know, family and friends who have become mm-hmm. divided. I mean, how do we sort of see each other with love, with respect, with understanding? Listen, I, I don't mm-hmm. have to advocate for your position. I don't expect you to accept mine, but how can mm-hmm. we... Just love each other well, and try to heal. I, uh, Shannon, I always say, particularly during the holidays, this is the one time of year some families see each other uh, the, mm-hmm. the entire calendar. It's just this one time of year. To allow politics to get in the way of that and ruin that is sinful to my mind. My, my friend Richard Newhouse used to say, uh, the first thing about politics to understand is that politics is not the first thing. And he's right. Mm. We're, we're a family. And when you're family, you have to make that the priority. And if there's anything in your life that's blocking your relationship with somebody in your family, that's secondary because blood has to be thicker than whatever else is in the currents here. And so I hope families will, after, and it has been a tumultuous season and it's still going on. And frankly, I hope it subsides, but I don't think it will. I think we are in a place of perpetual political warfare and a cycle of election year politics that never comes to an mm. end. It used to be once every four years, Shannon. You know this. No, it feels like it never stops. Now like it never stops. At, we're already looking at 24. Who's right. running? What's going to happen right. when there's not even been the 2020 inauguration? Exactly. <laughs> so, it doesn't ever stop. It doesn't, but it needs to, at least during the holidays. Mm -hmm. This is a moment to come together. And I I tell parents, whether you whether you read my book or any book, if it finds something you can share and have Mm -hmm. a family read with those you love, because that shared memory, that moment will linger far beyond a movie you watch together or even sometimes a meal you have together because you're sharing conversation and ideas and your values and your impressions around a shared story. You're going on a journey together. So I, I always advocate that. I think it's so important, particularly for kids. And if you focus on that, the spiritual reality of this season, and it's a majestic, incredible one, the reality that God came among men 
took the form of humanity. The idea of that should blow our minds and give us plenty to think about. Mm-hmm. But added to that, when you look at children and spend time with them, it refreshes you and it should. And we shouldn't allow partisan politics and petty battles to cloud that. It's a time for coming together. Mm-hmm. And we've got to we've got to do that. We have to yeah. do that. It's healthy for us to do that, to take yeah. a little breather. And put the pause on the controversial stuff, at least for a few weeks if we can do I that. Agree. So listen, one of the things people may be able to do is to check out some material that you have over on Fox Nation. You mentioned ah. one of your specials. Um, tell me what else you may have over there that will give people a little Christmas break. Well, one is if you get the, well, I hope you get the, the spider who saved Christmas, but I do a reading of it with a bunch of children. We, we got oh, a little socially distanced group <laughs> of kids, non-COVID infected children, and brought them together at a beautiful grand house in New Orleans, and I read the whole book to them. And it's neat to see their reaction. They animated bits of the special, so it's fun. It brings it to life. Also, something I haven't even talked about yet on air, but we'll do, so I'll break the news here. You're giving us a sneak peek. Live in the Bream exclusive. Uh, I'm producing and hosting a special, a Christmas special for Fox Nation called Christmas Together. And it's exactly what we've been talking about. And it is some of the giants of American music. Jose Feliciano Mm. celebrating the 50th anniversary of Feliz Navidad. Kelly Pickler, the country uh, singer and songwriter. We met her at the Ryman Auditorium. Uh, the, the original Grand Ole Opry. She sings a bunch of songs there. We talk about her life and career. And then Dion DiMucci, the wanderer, uh, runaround mm-hmm. Sue, uh, rock and roll hall of famer. He wrote two new Christmas songs this year, and I got to sing one of them with him. So <gasps> we, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yes. Oh, next my year, goodness. you, Shannon, and I have to do a special next we should. year. We and should. we're going to do a whole, Listen, we can be I'll back up barista, to everybody. caroler number three, whatever you want me to do. <laughs> That's just it. So I could be in your Christmas special. No, more than that. I'll more do it. We should do, we should do a duet. Hey. There you go. Um, I just, I can't dance. So don't. Uh, well, wait. I can't either, Pass, obviously. Can we have backup dancers? Uh, well, we can have stand-in. We're going to have stand-in dancers. Put them in the same outfits. and they. <laughs> well, they're Shannon and Raymond. Listen, I've seen it in the Hallmark movies. Whenever somebody That's starts right. ice skating, who you never knew could even you know stand up on the skates, and suddenly they have a hoodie on, so you can't really see them that well, and exactly. they're doing triple lutz or whatever the stuff is. Like We could have dancers like that. that Listen, send us your resumes. Uh, if you um, <laughs> if you've got better moves than we do, which is probably most people. Um, okay, exactly. so Raymond, um, you are also listen. You handle serious news things, but you have a lot of fun too. And I love your scene and unseen, try. where you have all kinds of hilarious things and call people out for all kinds of nutty behavior. <laughs> um, what are the things you like doing most? You mean on air? Yeah, I think I I really you and I I think agree on this. We are often so wrapped up in the controversy of the moment, and it's so heated, and it gets so ugly. People need a release valve. And, you know, when we started doing the segment, nobody, and I won't name them, but (laughs) we said we want to do a cultural segment, and we're going to put it in the C block in the middle of the show. They said, you're nuts. You can't do that. Don't do that. It'll kill ratings. Nobody's interested. Oh, I love it. But well, I stop we what said, I'm doing, and I, you know, even if I'm prepping for my show, I was like, "Wait a minute, Raymond's on." I want well, to- it's better. Then I'm glad it's in the middle of the show, and not at the end, because then you'd <laughs> yeah. be very confused before you yes. went on air. But I believed, and Laura believed, that if you give people a palate cleanser in the middle of the show, and it's real fun, and it's a real moment, and yet they're getting, they're still getting information and mm-hmm. new information, but you impart it in a fun way, 
it will change, shake up the show. And it does. So uh, it, 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 people kind of have a good time and then they're ready for a serious D block at the end of the show. So it makes sense. Um, so I enjoy it. I think people, look, I enjoy it when people are open to new ideas, having a good time and come away with a little different understanding of something. That's all I'm trying to do. Well, it's very entertaining and informative oh, at the same you. time. Uh, okay, our time is wrapping up, but I want to mention oh. again, the beautiful, beautiful book is The Spider Who Saved Christmas. It's a beautiful legend you probably have never heard before. You can share it with your family. There are gorgeous illustrations, a new Christmas story that will make you see things differently and appreciate them more. Mm. It is a fantastic book by our guest, Raymond Arroyo, who is multi-talented in so many ways, although we've established not a dancer, um, but he does <laughs> everything else. Definitely not. And does it well. Raymond, thank you for joining on this week. Thank uh, you, Shannon. Living and Merry movie. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I look forward to when we can see each other in person. Again. Very soon. Lots of love thank to your you, family. Thank you, my friend. To you, too. Bye-bye. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.